What's going on, beautiful people? We are back with another week of the No Name Podcast. And if you've been watching, you're a loyal fan at this point, and that's not a joke. We really do not have a name for this podcast, but eventually we're gonna get there. So, fellas, um, to kick it off, introduce yourselves because I know we still growing our audience, and y'all introduce yourselves to the people. Starting with Isaac. Man, it's a what shine hard. It's open. It's Instagram, Twitter, anything you could just conjure in your, you know, beautiful mind that God gave you, man. Let's go. Let's get it. It's your boy Sedacious, man. <laughs> Motherfucking live the rapper, aka T Tyler, aka the trippiest of them all. I'm all about the love, the shiny things, and smiles, and being humble, and having humility, and loving people, and being a vessel for God. Unto you, Donnet. <laughs> all right. It's Black Peace, man. You know, the bald headed one. You know, bald and proud, baby. You know how we do. Uh, definitely give you that uh, open-minded opinion every single time, baby. Live and direct. Yo, and I am Edward McFarland Jr. That's what my mama named me. Uh, named after a great black man, and that being my father. And uh, you can follow me at Emac Stacks for all your latest sports coverage, whether that's pros, whether that's college, whether that's high school. And so, um, yeah. Appreciate y'all tuning in again. We got some great conversation. Y'all know Christian is going to come on for the football segment. But without further ado, fellas, let's get into this culture. It's boy, 21, 21, 21. Dropped his uh, album, Savage Mode 2, uh, a couple days ago. Was that Friday or something like th Thursday or Friday, last Friday? Darnell, you got into the chat first when it dropped because you had something on your chest that you wanted to express here on this stage. I see you reaching for the glasses already. <laughs> already. Go ahead and bring us into that world of Savage Mode 2. All right. First of all, I'm going to give a quick little synopsis on Savage Mode 2. Savage Mode 2 is exactly what to expect. It's exactly Savage fucking mode. No doubt about it. Uh, when I listened to it, the, the, the tempo was a little more higher than the previous one, and it gave you a little bit more of that, like, where he is now in his life. Uh, now back to the point where uh, my friend Edward was talking about. It's a, two particular parts. It's the interlude and then there's the actual song. The interlude is actually more deeper than the song itself. The interlude is with Morgan Freeman himself. He's narrating snitches and rats. The difference between the two and also the difference between a person. <laughs> exactly. He's also, uh, out, <laughs> he's also pointing out the fact that even just a normal civilian, you know, um, pointing out a situation is not a snitch. That person, that means the criminals were sloppy. That has nothing to do with snitching. Also, the fact that uh, snitches are more of compensation. They're looking to get more of a benefit to benefit themselves. And a tangible have, benefit, right? A tangible exactly, benefit. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, cash, you know. Monetary, can, yeah. Yeah. Then you got your, your downhole rats, which are disloyal, which are not to be trusted at all. Which I'm gonna quickly circulate back to, which Twenty One has said that he is not directing this directly at Six Nine, but this is why I say people hate Six Nine. The fact that he is a rat, he was involved in something, and at the end of the day, he was supposed to be loyal, and he turned disloyal. No matter if disloyalty happened to him first, you decide to fight disloyalty with more disloyalty, which is always a wrong. And that's the whole breakdown with the whole snitches and rats. The, the song is fire, also. Just like everyone was saying, the snitches and rats, they all get you know. You know, shot, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, but um, yeah, man, definitely a good little album, real quick. Uh, actually, before I before I even started getting bored of the album, it was over, bro. 
You know, and that's straight like that. I'm kicking the Isaac on this. I know he ready for it. Oh, man. What can I say about uh, Savage, man? Well, first off, he the second Savage to me. Not saying he's second in the <laughs> Savage League rank, but, you know, man, I'm from Texas, man. Texas, Louisiana, man, that first Savage uh, was Webby, you know, for me. And that Savage Life, one, two, and three. After that, kind of stopped listening to the Savage Life. But, Respect. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> Hey man, no, 21 had a great album, man. Um, I believe the production on it was uh great. Um, I'm actually gonna say astronomical, uh, a term, you know, future corn, you know. One could even say sensational. Um the production on it, like I said, um, it was a collabo album with Metro Booming, so you know the production was gonna be second to none, but um, just as far as the message that he was trying to um, get across. I don't believe it was a, a conscious message at all, uh, Darnell, to be quite honest with you. I believe the, con the conscious message was the I am and I was, the album that he had dropped previously that featured J. Cole on it. But this one was some straight fuck shit. Like, I'm on that Glenwood. I'm on some savage shit. Like, I'm, oh, yeah. That's oh, what yeah. I want. I want uh, that. That's oh, what yeah. I want. That's savage mode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. You know, it's a very, oh, yeah. very nice so. Um, I think it was, you know, a lot of dark beats, a lot of um, a lot of interchangeable parts as far as um, just uh, content of what he was talking about. But man, it was just a, it was a great album, top to bottom. I mean, when you got Morgan Freeman narrating your album, yeah, man, Morgan Freeman ain't hopping on no bullshit, man. So hey, yeah. man, shout out to Twenty One. It was a good album, man, for sure. What's your take on it, live? Um, haven't heard it yet. Not gonna lie to you guys. <laughs> Thanks for keeping it real. <laughs> yeah, so moving on. Uh, with that fact of, with that fact of, with that fact of, I don't deny he came hard. I mean, I, 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 mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised that he came hard. I mean, that's just, I don't know. Yeah, pause. But, uh, I really feel like, just like with anybody's album, you always gonna get that little sprinkle of realness or sprinkle of uh, conscious rap to a certain extent. It may not be to the highest degree, but that was his little sprinkle, I do feel like. It wasn't even the rap form, it was more of the interlude itself was more of the conscious part of it. Everything else was definitely, like you said, on some crunk, savage, street, you know, blood gang shit. Off real. But he sprinkled a little bit of like, hey man, let y'all know something real quick. This is the difference, bro. While people are trying to figure out why everybody this and that, this is the deal. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. We all know civilians don't 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 play a part in uh in street activity. So you know, civilians are under or held to the same parameters of code. You know, as mm -hmm. street, street people. Then like I double back to try to like live with it a little bit, like you know, uh, for the day. And I was just like, I personally appreciated the album because like you have to like really like listen intently to 21. Like, yeah, he like with the guns and shit, he with the rah rah, but like if you really, really like pay attention, like he be talking to you. And so like from you know, you think about his situation and like what he went through with, you know, um being uh, you know, being from the UK and so forth. And it was just like, yo, bro, he said it in his rhymes, like, I ain't had no social security or nothing. Like, I couldn't get no job, no paperwork to go apply for no job because I didn't have the documents to say I can work illegally in the US. That's why I'm out here stealing, robbing and doing what I gotta do. You know what I'm saying? Then you wonder why 
you know, exactly. niggas out here doing the shit they doing. Uh, this is one of the reasons why. Immigrants yeah, like not I had information and so on. These are the options that I were given to do what I had. I had no choice. You know what I'm saying? So like, it gives you know, it just gives a little bit of insight on there. Um, I think my favorite song so far is a uh, brand new Draco. Uh, brand new Draco is hard. Uh, you got a couple like uh, the Glock in my lap and sliding. <laughs> yeah, slide, 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 hit too, Isaac. Slide, hit too. Um, yeah. Nah, bro, he has some bars. Well, he always got bars, but what I like about his bars is he don't really set you up for a punchline. He just gonna give you the bar and keep on moving with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so like, so perfect for today. Oh, when Christian gets on at the end of the uh, show, the million dollar question for Christian because we know he don't. Listen to Twenty One Savage at all? Who gives a Christian? Do you rather? Would you rather be a snitch or a rat? And let's see what he has. <laughs> let's I'm gonna go here. with E. None of the above. Huh? I'm gonna go with none of the above. <laughs> nah, the way Morgan Freeman came up is like a snitch. At least a snitch is human, but a rat is a fucking rat. Bro. <laughs> like, no in between, no in betweens, man. Um, so yeah, man. Uh, yeah, no, I'm gonna definitely keep uh, living with that uh, savage mode too. That mug hard is hitting. Um, so yeah, man. Uh, definitely work out music. Stop it. Getting shit done, music for sure. Big facts, big facts. Um, so NBA 2K, P PlayStation 5, the graphics on there. Now, I'm going to say my piece, and I'm going to get out the way. I'm going to say my piece and get out the way. As I was watching these highlights, as I was watching this promo or whatever, y'all tell me y'all agree or disagree. I feel like they always show you these uh, green screen, you know, graphics, animated graphics that you're never really going to see the detail of in the actual game. Like showing me how beautiful the ball looks, showing me the sweat dripping off the player face, showing me how uh, down to the T the coaches and the fans in the crowd are like sculpted, showing me that beautiful in and out crossover, showing me that wrap around double pump face kiss off the backboard. Like I, feel I know like where you're going with. I know where you're going with you because most of the game is played from a broader perspective as far as like first and second like second perspective gaming or a uh, first hand or you know what I mean? So you'll never get that intricate, really, you know, interpersonal, you know, up close relationship with the graphics and, you know, just all the, you know, different details that, you know, it does go ahead and encompass. But I was just going to go a step further and be like, man, I don't think any technology, I mean, safe to say, right. I don't think any technology that's uh, been out is going to really compare to the new engine that they've installed within the new device, you know, the PS5 and everything like that. So before we give, because I, I, for one, I hate 2K21 on PS4. I'm going to just go ahead and say that. And 360, I hate it. 2K21 on those interfaces, I hate it. Because it's meant for PS5, it's meant for the newer generational consoles, and they're not out yet. So it's having to succumb to the, you know, the interface of an older system that's, it doesn't have the rework graphics within it already because it's not apt to go ahead and show it in that, you know, multi-dimensional type of aspect. So it's, I think we got to hold off judgment 
so to speak, on it just a little bit until the actual kids five come out. But from what they saw, from what they showed, man, the graphics were they were next level as they always do. I feel like two K be selling wolf tickets every year. Bro, that's what I'm saying though. I, I'm still gonna buy it though. They gonna show you that it looks good, <laughs> but you're not even really gonna be able to appreciate that gameplay, like why it is that you're playing. At most, hopefully, like you're saying, like it's really meant for like the PS5. Like at most, when you talk about like those graphics and them trying to ooh and all you, like hopefully the gameplay is just smoother on PS5 than it is on 360 and like PS4. Because I personally myself don't like. I think it's, it's like trash. Be. The gameplay on it's not going to be. I'm gonna go ahead correct you. It's not going to say Xbox One 360 is two generations ago, brother. Oh, well, hey, for that, I'll retire. I'll retire my game man. a minute ago. Xbox One, man. You, yeah, you know what I mean. But yeah, but so, uh, no. <laughs> but, but yeah, but yeah. No, I, uh, hopefully the gameplay is a lot smoother on the PS5 and the Xbox. What's the next one? Series X. Series X, the Xbox yeah, Series and, X. And, and, uh, Bill Gates got to be better with these fucking names, man. <laughs> got to be a little more creative. <laughs> It's because you're going backwards, right? Because first it was the Xbox, and then it was the Xbox 360, and then we just so happened to, I guess, go back to one. We on our Brian McKnight shit, yeah. we started back at one, and then, <laughs> and then now for the and generation then, four, the Xbox X or the Xbox X, you know what I mean? It's, Xbox it's, X. it's man, they yeah, they gotta hire another. I like, I like Microsoft because <laughs> they make video games for the niggas, bro. PlayStation, they they like they they for white folks. I ain't gonna lie, but Microsoft is for the niggas. It's for the minorities. You know what I'm saying? Really? For when the minorities want to get their little game on, their little stream on, you go get your little hundred dollars, hundred fifty dollars Xbox One and and get your shit on. You ain't gotta get a whole two hundred dollars for a PlayStation Four. You know what I'm saying? PlayStation Four, they come. You ain't spending no one fifty for no PlayStation Four. Still, right now today. And PlayStation Five's gonna come out. You can't I mean, unless you know a nigga, or unless you go on Craigslist or fucking Facebook or something. But so like, you, you can't saying, walk in no store and get a PlayStation Four for one fifty. Are you even saying a that shop. the PS Five? Or you saying you saying that Xbox is for niggas, the minorities, the minorities, black uh -huh. folks, because it's cheaper than the PlayStation gaming systems. Yes, but still provides the same amount of amenities. Okay, okay, but not right. as much because you know PlayStation provides a tad bit more than Xbox, which is why it costs more. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Darnell. I'm sorry, Darnell. Nah, sorry, nah. <laughs> which, 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 what, I love Xbox. PS5, Gen, I think 2K, if we talk, if we talking 2K, I think it's. I'm sorry, Darnell, but I think it's just gonna be ass. I mean, like, I mean. You put the, they put too much in it every year. I just you know, it's just too much for me. That's I'm not sorry. true. They That's, don't put too much in it every year. I feel like some years they literally copy and pasted the same game and just change the date. <laughs> right. If uh, they put too much in, if they put too much in this year and copied and pasted, they just keep doing the same too much shit. Like I don't but know I, what's going on with 2K. I don't plan that shit. But I will give it this though. Like I have played uh 2K21 and Mad 21 on both Xbox and uh PS4. And I say this, the gameplay is eerily similar um, to the gameplay of that on 2K20. But the only reason I'll give it, you know, cause to pause is because it's not on the new interface and the new, you know, actual system. It's designated to be played on because they're literally building those new games, those new, 
those new generational graphic games they're building for the newer consoles. So kind of got a hot judgment on it just a little bit, but I mean, hopefully they set their shit up and it's, it's actually worth it, which I actually think yeah. it'll, I think it'll work out. I think it'll be good. Well, we're talking about TK. I mean, I think the graphics are going to be bad ass. The interface, the gameplay, I think it's still going to have its 2K kinks. Well, the shots, the shots go in a little bit more on this 2K21 than they ever did. Yeah, man, and, and, and I guess my last little take about 2K, man, um, and they try to overcompensate each year by trying to add some grand new big change to the game, and I think the change on 2K21 is a uh, uh, NBA 2K21 is the um, is the shot meter, and where you have to actually have shot aiming, and then the shot, I'm like, what? Come on, man. Your coach told you when you learn how to shoot the ball, son. Shoot. We ain't aiming. You shoot. So it's like, you <laughs> muscle me memory, baby. Muscle memory. Man, come on. So what the hell is shot aiming? You know what I'm saying? It's just it's just another feature to say, hey, this isn't 2K20. This is different. This is no. 21 right here. Yeah. The one with Kobe on it. Rest in peace. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Here we go. So, it's <laughs> uh, like with any new generation, they always going to do this whole little, like, scheme. So, what I think happened was, and I think what happened with 2K20 this year, it's too dramatic of a, a drop. It, there's no way you can keep slowly progressing and progressing. Yeah, copy and paste, which is very true, but slowly progressing and progressing and progressing and then drop off and then drop off again. It don't make any sense at all. But you notice it, and every time a new whole system comes out, they start getting, they do it to promote to where it's like, you don't want this piece of crap no more. Look at it. It won't do this, that, this, and that. We max out. You want this brand spanking new PS5. That's what you want. You want this new Xbox Series X. That's what you want. So I think these last two years, any years before that, call it what you want. But the last two years, I think they've been building up to the new, the next gen. I think they kind of fucked up a lot of shit on purpose. They experimented. They said, fuck it. Like a whole new generation of games. Why don't we go put all our efforts and all our new shit on this whole whatever and not give you a chance to experience a whole new world and everything else. It's like, that's market. how I feel about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's like, they got tournaments, they have people going to school for this shit. They got it right. to where this is literally turned to life. 2K mm -hmm. is life now. It was right. part of your life, now it is life. And it's yeah. recently part of your life with money involved and oh, yeah. skill and whatever you make, whatever you want to put into it's, it. So I just feel like, you know, yeah, but with that being said, the next gen, uh, I, I actually took a sneak peek on TikTok because people rotate stuff, and it's it looks legit, in my opinion. It looks pretty legit. Um, it's a lot smoother from what I've seen. I'm not you sure seen, if it's on PS5 or Xbox. You seen like you seen like the same promo I had sent y'all on IG, or you saw like an actual flow of the game, actual side, like somebody playing it type sound, and on, it's, bro, it's pretty smooth. It it's pretty dog. dope. What are you doing, man? Bro, this is before the podcast even came up, believe it or not. I don't give a shit. No, <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. Like, come on. Come on with the production, bro. Uh, well, I thought y'all already seen it before. It, it's like been like a whole month and a half since it's been in rotation. So I thought y'all would have, you know, stumbled across that already. But that's y'all on the lack of y'all information. But not with the TikTok community. No, nah, it's in rotation, period. It's not just TikTok. Anyways, don't make any excuses. <laughs> now nah, I'm just I'm messing around, but um, no, I've seen it. It looks pretty legit. It looks worth getting. 
Uh, I even told y'all before that I wasn't interested in the next, gen, uh, next generation, but what I've seen, it's looking pretty damn good. It's uh, It looks like worth the upgrade. At first, I thought it's going to be a little tweak here, tweak there. Looks worth the upgrade, in my opinion. Nah, when we was uh, when we was at your house and we was playing uh, 2K, I was talking about, like, the graphics. And so, like, I remember one time, I think you was there, Isaac. I remember one time we was uh, all at Brother Price house. And we was uh we was trying to play 2K, and at this point in time, this shows you how far we all go back together. The PS3 had just came out, and Trey only had the PS2, and we was trying to play. <laughs> Bro, we was trying to play the 2K, like I don't I don't know what 2K that was that came out around the same time as the PS3, but. Obviously, they had made that 2K for the PS3 and Trace had the PS2. And, bro, so I say it looked like we was playing with box and stick figures. I was just like, yo, I can't go out like this. <laughs> and so, like, I said that to say, like, how, like, the flow and how the graphics look on the PS4, they not that crazy, but, like, that's what I associated with in comparison to how grand and how spectacular the graphics are supposed to look on the PS5. It's so, on purpose, I don't know if y'all probably remember that back in the day, but yeah, I definitely do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they did it back then, bro. They did it back then. They did it back then. I've seen it happen with Madden. And the thing about it is, on next gen, there's not going to be that many features at all. It's going to be the same amount of features on the on the this gen and probably less. That's how they but always low, do it, bro. Low key, bro, this how I be feeling. I be feeling like, you don't have to, sometimes if it ain't broke, just don't fix it. Like, sometimes, like, the graphics and the flow of the game are just, like, potent. And I feel like from that standpoint, yeah, I understand money. You want people to feel like they're spending for more <laughs> extra da-da-da-da-da. But even no, no, doing no, 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 no. that, right, you put all this in to make people feel like they're spending and they're trying to buy money for extra. And then when you get it, the game is out of whack. You got to wait. Uh, like, you kept telling me, oh, bro, just relax, relax. Like, wait till they upgrade it and fix the bug. It's like, no, I don't want to wait. Like, they had all this time. It's the same thing when, when the iPhone come out. Everybody jump <laughs> exactly. on it. And you got to wait two, three months for the bugs to get fixed before yeah, every, the man. rest of the population. It's technology now, bro. Yeah. yeah it's the way technology is. I think I'm saying it happens with PlayStation live. 2, 3, 4, all of that. I say when you get to oh, wait, what do y'all say? Y'all feel perfect. like, huh? Y'all feel like technology now that comes out has a couple of bugs that needs to be fixed before the mass purchases. Always, it's always been like that. Always. Y'all feel that way still now? Today? Like, it's gonna yeah. be that way to this day. It, it, it's a product scheme. Let's get off that dollar, bro. Why, why buy it once? We can buy it twice. Why buy it once when you can buy it twice, bro? Yeah, that's the oh, capitalist experience for you, for sure. It ain't, it ain't, that, it ain't that complex, fellas. Oh, we're going to make the perfect game. So you can buy that perfect game and just edit it as much as you feel like and just make it perfect? No, we're going to keep giving you good, 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 downgrade. Good, 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 downgrade. That's the way it works, bro. That's the way well, maybe, it works. I've been watching this almost 15 years, 20 years. Yeah. Is no, bro, they all do it. It ain't nothing about it. They done it with Madden. They done it with all of them. Madden was the worst back in 06. I was waiting for No, no, no. This ain't about Madden or anything like that. It's about... Wait for me. Bro. <laughs> Look, bro, it ain't even nothing like that, bro. 
It's about the um just the dollar dog. I played was it Madden? Which one was um Donovan McNabb on the front? Oh six with precision passing. I remember. Oh six, yes, bro. That shit was so trans on the next gen. Period. Nothing to do about being Madden or anything. You were just oh, garbage. Okay. All they had was graphics. PlayStation four, three, bro. That's all it had. But the so other you one thought PlayStation three Madden oh six was trash. Absolutely garbage. But the next gen garbage. The before gen was actually better because it had more shit on it. Only thing is the graphics are better. They, it's a part of Steam. It has nothing to do about the game. This is not okay, a yeah, okay, so we're gonna apologize yeah. for our to our audience about your horrible Madden on Xbox, Madden 06 was way more fun on Xbox than it was on 360. It, it, was, it, was, it was, I don't know, it was just something about it. No, that's what I'm saying. It has nothing to do with the generation. It's just, bro, it's about them trying to get you to spend more dollars on a new game, bro. They keep giving you the same game, copy and paste. They got to figure out different ways and the schemes. That's the way it is. It's the way it always has been, bro. I've been watching this for 15, 20 years, bro. I've been playing games like, bro, this really? is the exact same game as and, and just, funny, yeah. Like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? So you feel like Wait, it's, it's nothing to do with you know, it has nothing to do with Madden or it's bro. It's about consistent games that come out every year and they have to find a way for you to buy it or want it. They have I to dude if if you got the system and it's dope already, why buy the next gen? No, this right. sucks, this sucks, this sucks. No, buy the next gen. It's it's the way products always work, bro. That's the way it always is. Supply and demand. Period. That's the way it, like, I'm not saying, I, mean, that, I, like, I, understand, you I understand what you're saying. You're basically just saying, like, that same theory of, like, why sell them the cure? Why sell, like, if you're sick, why sell them the cure? And then they're not, I, it, understand, I understand what you're saying. Two years I'm just saying, have the discussion on what's better or not. Get it to a point where it's, like, the gameplay is crystal clear and it's perfect and it's smooth and then build off like those finer details for us to appreciate within the game. That's what I'm saying. Right? I don't know if that's realistic, but hey. Hey, say it's um, not. Yeah. So, um, speaking I of two pain, like, I wonder how many people, um, I know what I, what I used to do when I was like diehard, like true and blue religious gamer. If my team either lost or I didn't like the way a game went, like I would like go get my own personal revenge by either going to go hoop at the park or if I couldn't, I was gonna get on the game and beat that team as myself. All right, so I'm, 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 gonna get, I'm gonna get that frustration out one way, one way or another. Uh, so I wonder how many Laker fans after game three, after the Heat lost, I wonder how many Laker fans probably like actually like went to their Xbox One or their PS4 and kind of like took their frustration out who probably wanted a sweet maybe possibly. I was extremely pissed off when they lost. But I will say this. But I will say this. It made it made for it made for a better it made for a better experience for the for the casual viewer, right? Who just automatically dismisses the NBA anyway because you know America is still you know heavily dominated by uh, you know football and NFL on Sundays and and everything like that. But I will say that that number is actually kind of coming down, and basketball is making a surge. But I believe uh, COVID when COVID hit, that did kind of um, kind of halt back that progression, but um, definitely a, a surge nonetheless, man. A huge surge, nonetheless. 
Oh, Darnell, how do you <laughs> stop laughing? So that it's just <laughs> <laughs> Darnell, bro, how you feel about uh? Well, right now, for everybody watching, again, we get to watch the game live uh, as we do on the podcast. So the Lakers are currently up one forty four left in the third. Lakers up seventy one to sixty six. Before we get to that. Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Buckets, 40-point triple-double. His first, uh, I want to say it was his first triple-double uh, in the playoffs his entire career. How did you feel about that performance? And right now, uh, what, 71-67 is kind of close. How do you feel about the uh, final so far with the Lakers being up 2-1? And I know a lot of people probably thought, I and mean, they still the fourth quarter to go, so maybe the Lakers, they may pull away. I know a lot of people expected the Lakers to come in and just wash them out for game 4 and that's not been the case so far. So, Darnell, how do you feel about uh, the Miami Heat and how they've been playing? Uh, they've been playing good, but that's nothing different but the same teams that the Lakers have been playing, bro, to be honest. All of them wish well. They all have the right attitude to go beat them, but shoot, man, they they on a mission, bro, and it's it's, it's an unstoppable mission at this point. Um, I've picked a couple teams against them, not the Rockets, um, but uh, yeah, man, it's it's looking like the Lakers want this better than anybody I've ever seen in a while. Can't say ever, but in a while, I, I've never seen a team just on a mission like this to where. They don't even win like other teams. So that loss, that loss was huma- humanity, bringing them back to human status to a certain extent, if anything. Like they proven to me already, like, no, nah, they're on a mission. But uh, he, I still can't say that they're going to just tuck their, tuck their tails and die. That's one thing they won't do. But I do see the Lakers just not really being blemished by it. And uh, 4-1, 4-2. Also, also nice. added note before before y'all go. Also added note, uh, Bam is back too, and uh, he's back too, so he's back for game four. So yeah, I just wanted to throw that added note. In. That's nice, but uh, a bruised up Bam ain't good enough against a fully equipped AD and a fully equipped LeBron. That's just that's just that's a target now, in my opinion. It turns to an automatic target. So um, do what you will with that. <laughs> I think a uh, fun fact uh, for the Lakers throughout these playoffs, they've only lost one game per series. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. So I'm foreseeing another gentleman's sweep. E, Daisy's Darnell. Um, definitely I see it, uh, 4-1. Um, I just think the culmination of, you know, Kobe Bryant's tragic death, man, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Young legend, man, tell me. Um, I just think the culmination of him passing away and then uh, LeBron doing unprecedented things within his 17th season, very Magic Johnson-esque. And I don't even want to call it Magic Johnson-esque um, because LeBron is a is, is, he's a beast and an animal of his own, you know, caliber. Um, I definitely don't want to compare him, but he definitely has a lot of magic in his game. And the only reason I made that comparison, obviously, they both, you know, point guards, both play for the Lakers, but... Also, both of them had, you know, deep runs well into, you know, what was considered past the prime of their careers, all because of the skill set, you know, that they possess. So I just think, man, um, you know, with the transcendent talent of Anthony Davis accompanying that with, you know, LeBron James, high IQ, along with Rajon Rondo's IQ as well. A lot of people have been sleeping on that as well. Uh, Rajon Rondo off the bench has been a great quarterback for them uh, on that second unit. And, and, he gets starter, and he gets starters minutes with the first unit as well. Uh, Frank Vogel does a good job as far as, you know, mixing up those lineups. But 
Come on, man. Lake Show in five minutes. Shit ain't Real quick before you go, Sedacious. Um, obviously everybody has their own podcast. Everybody has their own talk shows and opinions, and people are uh, paid fans. Um, and so opinions that I really take take uh, take to heart or really like pay attention to are opinions of the players about other players. So uh, casual fans, other people outside looking in, um, because he's not an all star every year they may not see the value in Ray John Rondo. But if you talk to any other players, and I've seen a whole bunch of interviews of other players talking about Ray John Rondo, like he has like the highest of highest respect from his peers. And like people consider him to be a very, to be a well-known threat on the court, regardless of if he dropping 25 points or scoring the ball or like he has a, a very strategic chess-like ability of manipulating and finding a way to win the game, whether that's through passing, whether that's through scoring, or whether that's through just controlling the, the tempo of the game as well as defense. Um, and real quick about Bam, I know Bam is beat up, but what doesn't look too bad to beat up is being 5-7 or seven from the field with 13 points and six rebounds. And Not enough. Got to be great. Third and quarter. And the Lakers, and the Lakers only up 73-70. So I'm just trying to play devil's advocate, you know, for those Heat fans out there. Um, but, but, yeah, 74. 74. 74 and 79. Yeah, and you I, said 73. 74, said 79. And, and, and to the casual fan, uh, the casual fan might not know this, um, Eric Spoelstra had more to do with those two championships in Miami than a lot of people would be able to, you know, to believe. Ooh. Oh, yes, LeBron promised career. I thought he was going to say LeBron. You know, it, I get it. I get that. But, but what people Ooh. what people are starting to see Ooh, is that Eric Spoelstra has a great NBA mind and can really calculate it, can put together a, a game plan in order for his team to be successful throughout the playoffs. And he's proven that. And this is no D-Wade. I don't got a prime D-Wade. I don't have a Shaq on my team to ride his coattail. I don't have, you know, a LeBron James in his prime. I don't have Chris Bosh, who's also a future Hall of Famer. So keep in mind, this man has coached four future Hall of Famers. Five, count Ray Allen, but yeah. we ain't going to talk too much about him. But, yeah, man, the coaching has been better than people, uh, you know, have been led to believe. And I think that's, that's what we're kind of seeing unfold right now with the competitiveness and the closeness of this game. Eric Spoelstra is going to coach them. His coaching isn't going to put them out of games. It's going to quite literally do the opposite and keep them in. So, And Jimmy Butler ain't no scrub, man. A lot of people, you know, I, I actually had money on the Heat making it to the finals, you know, through the Bucks or whoever, you know, the East. Yeah, it won't be enough. So, it just won't be enough. I'm, 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 I, yeah, they won't win this finals, but I it had them get it, you know, so. Yeah, no. Well, Shout out to the Heat, man. They got a formidable opponent. They <laughs> still got you paid. <laughs> Yeah. Like, come on, like, the, the Miami Heat are no better than the Denver Nuggets to me. I'm sorry. And then the Le LeBron and them just had to get it together. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Get their head out there and, like, really hold in and win that series. And the same thing is going to happen. Whether it happens in one, whether it happens in two, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, oh, whether it happens with Miami taking one game or taking two games, taking two games or three games, they take three games to game seven. And they're still not going to win. I ain't going to lie. They get to a game seven. This shit started looking going, a little it's, it's too different. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But I, a, I, game I seven, a game seven, a game seven, because this is what I'm going to another one of my questions is going to be, if 
if the Heat were to win tonight and it's tied 2-2, how would you feel? But I know y'all would still feel confident in the Lakers. But hypothetically, game seven, I would trust LeBron to bring that out, to, like, bring that to the promised land. But a game seven, though, anything can happen, though. No, see, LeBron's the type that if they win tonight, they don't win again. Huh? The LeBron's the type that if they win tonight, they literally don't win again. And that's just six games. And so in my mind, it, it won't even touch game seven. If they win tonight, let's say they win tonight, LeBron will not let them win no more games. That's just as a fan and don't want and I don't want the NBA to go so soon. I would want seven just for the hype. And I ain't gonna lie, I kinda got down on this series because I didn't I didn't expect it to be like that like competitive. Really? So like I would love to see um, the Heat win tonight and possibly a game seven. But something I was thinking about today that I really wish would be able to happen for the Heat, not necessarily the Lake, well, for the Lakers too, when you talk about, you know, like their coach, like them playing and them being on a mission and, you know, trying to win strong for Kobe. It's like, I really wish like Heat Nation, because um, I don't know if they going to get back next year just like that. So I really wish they could share this like finals journey and this experience like in Miami, like with those fans. I think if like they were able to experience that with the fans, then like they already got like the motor. Cause like these players are feeding off their own determination. Like they don't have the fans to say, rah, rah, come on, let's go. Defense. Like they don't have that, you know what I'm saying? So I think right. uh, it'll be, it would be very special and unique. Um, if, like, the Miami Heat were able to, like, get those fans around them in uh, the American Airlines arena. Um, considering I don't think I could be wrong. And nobody except, uh, well, Haslam. Haslam has uh, and Equal Dollar have been to the finals before. But everybody else on that team, I believe they haven't been to the finals before. And they haven't, they haven't had that finals experience with having your home court behind you. Um, so I wish they could get that experience. But hey man, if it get if it do get to a game seven, hey, we will be here live to talk about it. Yes, bro. Uh but yeah, man, game seven. So, I ain't watching on the podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, uh, that was good for our culture NBA segment, man. We about to uh, kick it over to football, get the boy Christian on here. Um and you know, this week is gonna be Liddy. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, cause I'm gonna go ahead and say it, man. We done the wicked witch of the east is gone, man. Hey man, wicked witch of the AFC South. It's beautiful things going on in Houston, Texas. Um, and as you all know, Christian likes to rain on boys' parades. So I was talking to him on the phone, and he was just like, "Hey man, uh, I hope you done partying, cause uh, I, I got some reasons for you to not party so hard no more." So we'll figure that all out in a few minutes when we get Christian on here. So stay tuned. Appreciate y'all tuning in thus far. And uh, we're about to get to this NFL segment. Yo, what's going on, beautiful people? We are here with the NFL segment. Uh, a lot, a lot of great stuff to get into. Uh, y'all know Coach Johnson is blasphemous. He always saying some slick shit out of his mouth in regards to our teams and who it is we're rooting for. But nonetheless, he is a very smart and wise man when it comes to the game of football. So, Coach Johnson, give us what you got this week, baby. Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? We have just finished week four of the NFL season. Uh, and some good stuff going on, some bad stuff going on. Uh, but uh, I'm glad y'all are still sticking with us. 
Uh, right now, we have four on four teams, uh, the Falcons, the Giants, the Jets, and the Houston Texans. Texans, beloved Texans. Uh, and so right now, you have four fan bases that just need a little bit of love, man, need a little bit of love right now and try to figure out how they can get through the rest of the season without just looking forward, trying to see, hey, are we tanking for Trevor, all that stuff, right? Let's enjoy the rest of these games. You got 12 more games, man, you know, God willing, as, as long as COVID don't, don't mess it up. So let's see, let's see what we can get. Let's start with the Falcons, right? So with the Falcons, uh, the Falcons fan base in Atlanta, right? I know everybody's like, hey, we can't wait until the, until the Falcons follow the Texans' lead and fire our head coach. And we can just move on to the next uh, deal. And y'all looking forward to Eric being me and all that good stuff. All right, I got it. But for the next 12 games, when the Falcons are on offense, what you want to look for every game is to try to see how many points we can lead by. That's it. Don't worry about winning. Don't worry about none of that. Just how, how many points can we get a lead by and then feel good about that. Right, just feel good about that. Pick a number before the game and see if you can get there. Right, on defense though, on defense, you can either uh, because the worst part of our defense right now is your defense is backfield. Everybody's hurt, right? So you got a bunch of unknown uh, guys back there. So either as a as a game between you and other fans or just you yourself, right? You want to try to before the game try to see. Hey, what's the over the over under going to be on DB PPU? So defensive back uh, pass breakups, right? And I want to set that number at two and a half, right? Now you can either do that, you know, try to bet between yourself and between other fans, or for every defensive back PPU drink, right? Hey, you know, you, you just go ahead and take take a little swig, right? Try to make the game as fun as possible, and then you can get through it. All right, next we'll go with the Giants, right? Now, the Giants have a lot of issues going on there, right? Uh, both the Giants and the Jets, right? Both of y'all offenses suck. I just, they're bad. They're, they're bad. The defenses actually aren't as bad as people think, but the offenses are terrible, right? Uh, so for the Giants, what you want to do every, every game before the game starts, go online and look for whatever Daniel Jones' rush yard prop bet is and just bet the over and root for the over. Right, so if it's 20 yards that game, because he's y'all leading rusher. If it's 20 yards that game, hey, let's go to over. Let's go to over. And watch, watch for the uh, for the for the yards, right? Uh, and then uh, outside of that, uh, Jason Garrett is probably the worst offense coordinator in the game right now. Uh, actually, no, 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 no. He's the second worst because Tim Kelly's probably the worst. Uh, but uh, Jason Garrett is is fighting them for, for the worst, right? But what you want to look for is the over-under on the offensive motion uh, count throughout the game, right? So track, hey, is he getting over 15 uh, motions uh, offensively uh, during, during the game? Now, the NFL average per game is somewhere around 28 to 27, okay? He might not get to eight. I don't know. You just look and see, hey, is Jason wow, really? bad today or is he – just okay, you know what I'm saying? So look, look at that. And I also try to look for the uh, first down um, uh, run-pass ratio. All right, now as far as your defense, uh, you guys probably actually have the biggest defensive line uh, in all of the NFL, right? Everybody on the D-line is over 300 pounds, even your defensive ends, right? So just look and see, hey, drink every time one of your D-linemen overpowers the other team's offensive line. 
That's it. Try to enjoy it. On defense, you drink, right? On offense, you cry for mercy. But on defense, you drink, okay? Uh, and then for the for the Jets, um, you want to try to see, try to try to have a fun with this. Try to have fun with this for the Jets. When Sam Donald throws the ball, you want to see at the end of the game which one you have more of. If you have more drops or if you have more throws where Donald just misses, right? Because for some reason, y'all are just like Craig and Friday. Y'all can't have nothing. Uh, y'all can't never have two things that 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 go together at the same time. Have no uh, no sugar when you got Kool-Aid. Uh, you got peanut butter, you got no jelly. You got cereal, you ain't got no milk, right? So you can't ever get a good Donald throw with a catch. You can't ever get a good route with a good Donald throw, right? So figure out which one you have more of by the end of the game, right? Number two on offense. Uh, you guys have a wide receiver named Braxton Berrios. I think his number is number 10. He went to the University of Miami, played with my little brother, Josh. Um, Josh, Josh. My sister, when he, when he, I thought he was a pretty good player when he was at Miami. And my sister was like, no, he sucks. He can't catch. All right. Uh, he tries real hard, but he can't catch. And so I've noticed every time I've watched him, every game, there is at least two plays where he's diving for a pass. Like, I mean, going all out but he doesn't catch the ball. It's like a great, oh, great try. But, you know, no no points for effort. So uh, the over under two and a half uh, during the game and try to see, hey, does he dive and drop uh, more than, more than uh, two and a half uh, passes or less than that, right? So that's a, that's a fun game for you. Uh, on defense, drink every time you get a personal foul penalty. You might be drinking all day, right? Uh, for some reason, Greg Williams, he, hey, that's what he teaches, right? It is what it is. And then drink for every time you give up a first down for a penalty, right? Your defense is actually pretty decent, but you keep teams on the field because you have no discipline, right? Starts with the, with the coach. All right, now for the Texans. For the Texans on offense. All right, fellas, let's get ready. <laughs> on offense, right? We're going with the, with the over-under of two and a half, right? For the number of times Deshaun Watson escapes a clean pocket to run for five yards. Okay, that's what we're looking for, right? He's going to do it at least twice a game, right? We want to see if he does it more than two and a half times of the game, right? He's going to escape it. won't happen as much or as unpredictable as what huh? I'm going to predict. Say it again. It won't happen as often or happen as unpredictable is what I predict. Well, I mean, hey, it might. Just each game is trying to see, hey, is he, is he going to escape a clean pocket? Five yards, we'll see. You know, before his career, he might escape it around for 20 or 30. But right now, it just seems like this year, he's running for five, right? So that's what we're looking for on offense, right? Uh, nothing else really exciting going on on offense for the Texans right now. So just, just play that game. Uh, on defense, uh, we want to see number of mixed missed tackles, Okay. All right, we're going to set the number at six and a half and see, hey, can we get a hundred? Chris, Chris, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's nothing to celebrate. Not even a make-believe celebrate. <laughs> I'm I'm it, man. No, no, I don't care to have fun because we've been miserable for so I'm not going to celebrate how bad you are. I'm trying no, 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 you're not celebrating. It's like, hey, I'm gonna take a shot. I got to laugh because I, I don't want to cry. So you either I don't want to fucking participate in trophy. Yeah, I'll, cry. I'll, take a shot. I'll cry. I'll cry. <laughs> All right. So, so that's my thing for the fans of all four teams, how you can have some fun during the games. 
um, look, look for those different things and, and see and see what's going on. That was good, bro. I uh, hope y'all fans like that. I like, I like, I like, go I like go them to win. That <laughs> <laughs> you feel me, Darnell? Like, I, I want to drink to a dog. Oh, real quick, <laughs> Christian, real quick. Out of all those, well, never mind. You're going to get to that at the end. Never mind. Never mind. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. All right, all right. So, uh, all right, we're going to get to uh, Bill O'Brien. Turn, turn up, turn up. Hey, man, boys have been said. Isaac, do your, uh, uh, do your, uh, free at last, free at last again, bro. Man, the wicked witch of the AFC South is fucking gone, man. I'm so glad this dude, man. Okay, so for starters, I've been calling for this man's job for, a couple years now is going Bruh. on. I feel like um, one could even say probably, you know, a bit farther back from that because it doesn't take a genius to see the writing on the wall that um, the mediocrity that he was producing, and I say mediocrity as in you're producing the same results, right? Um, yeah, we'll win a division, and uh, you know we'll win the you know we'll win the wild card playoff seating, but you know. The divisional round is where we go home. Everybody knows that. Um, and quite frankly, That's where it stops. And, and, and quite frankly, the reason we got there probably wasn't because of you. It was probably because in spite of you, right? So um, basically, we, we, we're getting rid of one of our own worst enemies, somebody who was quite literally uh, reverse engineering our success um, for a bevy of reasons that we'll probably get into briefly. But uh, yeah, Christian, uh, free at last, free at last. Thank God, <laughs> my, you know. Christian, before you go, bro, before you go, before you go, get in there, Darnell. Do you have a piece to speak? <laughs> There's two big points. And I'm, I'm going to drop these real quick. There's two big points when I noticed this man needs to be fired or needs to be looked at. Three, three years ago, it was a goal line play, I believe, against the, I want to say the Titans. And it was a drive. And I literally watched this man, Watson, look over. Do the play, look over to the sideline and say, look, look what I did. That's your play. The moment he did that, I said, he needs to be out because we have a, a specimen of a quarterback, top tier, soon to be, for any debaters. And you're going to put this guy in situations where he's not happy, when it's obvious of you're not exploring his talent. You know what I'm saying? That's one point. The second point is going to be fired. You don't point. You, you don't do a fake punt <laughs> when you have a three. You have a three possession uh, game in your hands in a championship situation, in a division situation. You don't do that. You don't do a fake punt. There's no point at their house with with the fact that no one they can beat you. You don't do that. That's just dumb. Absolutely, <laughs> utterly. Just a briefly piggyback, and, and I say brief. Um, I think the idea was to kind of compete and put up as many points as Kansas City. So I don't blame him for the vigor and wanting to do so. I just question the timing of it because he could have definitely did that on an earlier down when he was actually within the red zone and he elected to kick. But when you're, on your own, awesome. when, you're, when you're in your own territory, you drop your nuts. Which is but can't you also agree this is in the same category as Pete Carroll in the Super Bowl? Different conversations. In my opinion, that's how I take it. It's like, dude, we have everything in our way. 
why would we even question it? There's no point. Yeah, they have a chance to come back, but we're not going to give them the opportunity on a risque playing to every game momentum in their house and one of the hardest places to play in the NFL. You just don't do that. You just don't do it. And that's why I say once that happened, I was then off the O'Brien train for sure. Cut off all the chains. There's no help in this man at all. I have – I have always subscribed to the fact. I can't tell you at what point. I just it's been our head coach for it. seven years. Um, I've probably been done with him after year three. I have always subscribed to this. I feel like I can call plays better for the Houston Texans with the Madden playbook than Bill O'Brien calls for them on the offensive end. Like I just I truly feel that way, and that may sound utterly disrespectful. But I've always felt like that, my G. Um, and he finally gone. I know um, there there may have been a con. I don't. I don't think the contract dispute was that heavy for Hopkins to leave. I just only think had we made this move a year in advance, could we possibly still have Hopkins? Um. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. Hopkins, I believe your contract with uh, Carolina, not Carolina, the Cardinals, Arizona, is only for two years. After those two years, we hope that Deshaun will still be ascending into his prime. Come back and fuck with his player. We miss you. Nope. We need you, my boy. Absolutely. Um, and as, a, as an incentive, as an incentive, O'Brien won't be there. You still love. You still have. A, you still have a special place in our heart. So please come back after uh, year two, um, after your year two with the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Um, and that's how I feel about the Texans. I'm super duper happy O'Brien is finally gone. I know Luke. You tweeted out wish bad on no man. I feel you and I respect you from that regard. But if we just talking about. Being fans, if you just allow us to be fans, yes, we, we don't want to wish bad on no man. But as a fan, we're happy that O'Brien is no longer our head coach. And most importantly, no longer our GM. Thank you. Christian, we know you're about to be disrespectful. So we're going to ask you to respectfully tread lightly. The floor is yours. I mean, I said last week, I said last week they need to fire him. I gave my reasons why. Uh, so I said I'm not going to it off. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think it's a good thing, like, like I said last week. So, uh, but I think uh, Mina Khan said it, said it very well uh, a couple of days ago, uh, or yesterday when, when when they did the firing that uh, you know uh, this was more of him being fired because of his work as a GM and his work as a coach, um, and that's I mean. You you have no draft capital. You have no cap space. Um, you you went all in on this year, and what you have to show for it is zero four. Uh, I mean, uh, no no GM deserves to keep his job after that. So, um, as as a, uh, it, that was uh, yeah 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 he had to go, um, and so uh, so that's fine, uh, but. Since he is gone, since he is gone, right, uh, all year, every time I've watched the Texans play or heard anything uh, uh, from, you know, different podcasts or, or different NFL shows um, uh, talking about recapping the Texans games, it's always been, you know, 
if Bill O'Brien can get out of Deshaun's way, Deshaun needs help, da 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 right? No more excuses. Hey. No. Sedation. So, so I know, I remember you specifically saying, Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson, he doesn't have the brain for me. He's not that guy. People don't want to admit it. They're always hiding about around the fact that he's made it to the playoffs. I was talking to Christian Sedacious, and I admit to you that now that Bill O'Brien is gone, the clock is now ticking on Deshaun Watson on whether or not he is the guy. So if we get, well, when we get a new head coach, new GM, and new manage, uh, new you know uh, coordinators around Deshaun Watson. If Can I he get a new offensive coordinator, huh? Y'all get a new offensive coordinator? Not this. Yes, obviously, well, hopefully we get Eric B. Oh, uh, I don't know. Christian gonna get into other guys that we could uh, would be good for the Texans to get. But if uh, Deshaun Watson doesn't succeed, um doesn't succeed under the new regime of next year who will come become a denominator in that will be him with a new regime and with bill o'brien um so i'm gonna say now the clock the clock will start ticking on him next the beginning of next year under a new regime and determining is he one of those top tier guys is he in that uh class with the rogers with the russells uh with the um mahomes and uh so forth um and so, real quick question to Darnell and Isaac uh, before uh, Christian gives us uh, co coaches uh, that would be good for uh, Deshaun Watson and the Texans. What would y'all consider success for Deshaun Watson as a quarterback uh, getting ready to be under a new regime next season? Like, what do you define as success for Deshaun Watson? Or what do you need to see to be like, yes, he is that guy. It was Bill O'Brien's fault this whole entire time. I don't need to see shit. I know what the problem was. The man won a national championship in college. Yeah. Quite literally was there two years in a row. Um, you know, if it wasn't for the the godly, you know, recruits that Alabama literally hoards away every year and can just recycle the next man up mentality, you know, he probably would have won two years in a row, but um, man, Deshaun Watson has been a winner at every level. If you go to his resume and you look at his track record, he's won in high school. He's won him on the collegiate level. I don't believe it's out of the realm of possibility that he can win on a professional level. He's a winner. Some people win. Some people don't. He definitely would be considered a winner. So as far as me needing to see something for validation or some type of, you know, reiteration that he is that, you know, man that I know him to be, I don't, I don't need that. Me, personally, I don't need that. Um, mm -hmm. He's he shown me enough, and I don't care even, well, you know, this is his first step without DeAndre Hopkins, the best receiver in the league. It's still, I don't, you know it when you see it. He has it, can make all the requisite throws. Um, granted, is he human? Is he sometimes, is his timing off? Does he throw a couple into the ground? Yeah, he, he, he does. Um, but I believe more of that is more so and I'm going to just go ahead and say it more so just based off scheme and design and maybe just a little bit of frustration. One could say that maybe at a play that, you know, previously was called, I'm pretty sure he had the, you know, veto power to run what he wanted to run. But, you know, Deshaun Watson being as valiant as we know him to be, I'm pretty sure he didn't want to change it too much, you know. But um, I don't really need to see anything from him. Man. I think he's shown enough. I mean, multiple Pro Bowls. Um, you know, he has the accolades, I think, so far that you would want to see in a you know, a fourth-year quarterback. So, I mean, Deshaun just needed, you know, new vibes, man, change the scenery, get them vibes up, you know. 
Give him five. Hey, let, let me just, I'm just going to interject real quick uh, before Darnell speaks. I think, I think one, we got to, we got to define what you, what you mean by success at work, because uh, I think what, at least what, what, what I would think would be success is, is kind of what Darnell said earlier, that Deshaun Watson is a top tier quarterback. We're talking about that tier one that, in that, in that realm of guys right now to say that he's a winner Yes, I want to let you know two other quarterbacks that are winners, right? Teddy Bridgewater is a winner, right? And Jimmy Garoppolo is a winner. These guys have winning records in the league. They've won every so. So I'm just saying. Well, it, I called Deshaun Watson a winner based off his track record in life, right? So I'm talking about all the way back to high school. I don't know Jimmy Garoppolo's record, but I'll just go out on the limb and say he fucking sucked shit. In college, <laughs> but uh, you know, go ahead. I'll leave it at that. Round pick, man. Like he was a second round pick. No, uh, he he. Look at what he did at the college he was at, bro. I'm telling you, they they it wasn't too great. Okay. NFL, in NFL, Jimmy Garoppolo is a quote unquote winner. He has a uh, I don't even know his winning percentage. We can look that up. Or is he a great game manager that has been granted and allotted great teams I'm, I'm off of great GMs and good coaching that he's been I, so I, luckily to have been surrounded by? I'm, I'm just challenging you to use your words carefully because you said you, you described him as a winner, and I gave you two other quarterbacks that are quote-unquote winners. No, 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 no. But I'm telling you the merit on which I gave him that winning badge sure. or accolade is because of what he has done prior in his life. Oh, right? Isaac, are you Isaac. associating winning solely with championships? Okay, so um, this would be my, my legend, right? At the legend at the bottom of the map, you know, giving you all the keys on how to read it. So this is how you need to read my tape. I am basing Deshaun Watson, me calling him a winner, off of his body of work since this young man has done since before he could drink when he was still a child in high school. Okay. If you look at his high school record, he has won. Yeah. Out to his collegiate stats, he has won. Jimmy Garoppolo? No. Go to his collegiate stats, he did not win on the collegiate level. Okay, could I interject? Absolutely. Okay, so. Is he top tier is he top yeah, tier? He's top tier. Yes, he's top what tier. What has he done lately? You're trying question. to bait me, Christian. You're trying to bait me. We're not debating if he's top tier or not. We're just debating on what we needed to see. Well, this. no, 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 no. <laughs> well, let's, well, 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 that's what, because that's what I'm saying. You're saying Deshaun Watson has won up until the league, and we're saying Jimmy Garoppolo has won in the league. So, what well, would be the difference? Well, between I mean, okay, if you want to go, okay, participation trophies, right? He has AFC divisional titles. He's won, he's won some playoff games, just just like Jimmy Garoppolo has some division titles, and he's won some playoff games. Yeah, he won the AFC – excuse me, the NFC championship. But did he win it? Because if, if my memory serves me correct, I don't think he threw over 10 passes that game. So one can quite literally say he was just happy to be there along hey, for the ride. Ooh, hey, hey, hit George Kittle four or five times a game, uh, Jimmy, and give you a couple outlets to, you know, some running backs. Hey. We're going to handle the rest. Lead, bro. I mean, winner, you going to call that a winner, but I mean, you know, what do I know? Dan Russell, that ain't nothing. All right, look at it like this, though. Yo, check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Everybody wants to, not everybody, but there's some coaches that want to be like other coaches. And due to that, they <laughs> fail because they're going to be one kind of coach that there is. With that being said, Bill O'Brien wants to be 
Um, Bill Belichick so bad, but Bill Belichick so bad. Great value may be an understatement. He wants to be because think about it is uh, overstatement. Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick listen, listen, <laughs> me up. Bill Belichick is a dictator, but he's a loved dictator. It's very, very rare possible. He can tell you what to do, be that guy, and get respect out of it. There's no questions asked. Either you get with it, you lost. That's what Bill O'Brien wants to be so fucking bad, but he doesn't understand the concept of it, of why and what and, and what makes him cut people and so on and so forth. With that being said, we have a dictator. Nobody's going to overmind that dictator. Like I said with the comment earlier, is at some point with Deshaun Watson looking at the, at the sideline like, dude, there goes your fucking play. Now what? It's like, no. Now that, that Bill O'Brien is gone, that dictator is gone, there's that, that option of, Deshaun, what do you want to do? What do you think is good? I, I, I give him the brain. I give him the chance on his brain based on the fact of him being able to pull the Texans out of shit constant times and being known for pulling them out of shit constant times, no matter what, whether it's a scramble, whether it's a pass, whether it's a priest, no matter what, he, what, it, matter what it takes, he's going to find a way to help us win. With O'Brien calling the shots, O'Brien wants to be able to be like, you know what, I call that. I... I'm pretty sure those chances when we won, it's over 50% of the time. Watch it. Bill O'Brien said, you do it. You bring us out of this shit. Since I can't fucking win. You bring us out. And he has done it. And that's what it looks like, too. Scrambles, passes, passes that play that don't look like they're even built up as a whole scheme. It's like, no, dude, win us this fucking game. And that's what he's been doing. But now you have now the opportunity that dictators out of there get an actual coach in it who's actually going to work with his quarterback, talk to his quarterback, bond with his quarterback. Even when he supported Bill O'Brien, he sounded like a fucking puppet, and that hurt my feelings, bro. When he said, "Well, I support my coach's decisions," I'm like, Deshaun, seriously, you hurt me, bro. You hurt me. I hey man, you should do what you say. You hurt me, that Darnell, man. It's, but, it's, just, it's political at that point, right? Because he can't exactly, but it I shouldn't have to be at that point like at all. That. Fuck what he got going. He dumb and don't know what the hell he doing. I should have automated 80% of what he Exactly. It shouldn't have to come to that point to even right. keep questioning you. It should be like, no way, we lost. There is no finger pointing. There should be no, oh, no, we lost. There's no, I defend my, nope, we fucking lost. There's not defend my coach. There's no point in bringing it up. You bringing it up is putting that guilt on or trying to like, yeah, he's the one calling it, but I still back him up. You know what I'm saying? It's like when he said that shit and when he played uh, Kansas City after we lost, I was just like, dude, after a a, a a guaranteed win that we gave up, you're saying you believe in this coach? That hurt. As a Texans fan, that hurt me, dog. I, I almost broke out in tears, bro. I'm like, Deshaun, I get that you're the quarterback, brother, but this is, you got this, just no comment. I have nothing to say. You can't say I back him up, not with that kind of decision making, brother. No words so is sometimes a mouthful, Darnell. So it, that, that's enough. Sometimes that's though, that's enough. I'm just saying though, you, you got to think about it. I mean, he between a rock and a hard place, but I get what you're saying. You frustrated? Zip it up. No call, really, <laughs> Darnell. Darnell, are you are you uh, like Isaac and and you um, you seeing what you are already what you need to see to know that he's top tier? Uh, you don't need to see anymore. Yes, man. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, I can see a great playoff win. Not a managing, no, a great, like, 350 and three touchdowns. No interceptions. Maybe one. Then that'd be that for sure. Can't nobody on this planet tell me shit. 
that's my quarterback. Leave him alone. He's going to be the greatest. But, you know, right now he's top. He, he's he's questionably top tier. When that, when once he actually makes that big-ass impact in the playoffs, it's like hands fucking down. Like, dude, shut the fuck up. It's going to happen now. He has the opportunity to do it now. Not this year, maybe, but he, he can do it now. That's <laughs> the Bills last year. Was 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 that great performance? You talking about against it was, the it, Bills? Yeah, in the playoff. Well, the Bills good, the Bills, it was just one. He was twenty for twenty-five, two hundred and forty-seven yards, and one touchdown. Not enough. That one impact because he running a bullshit offense by a bullshit person who's no longer affecting us with his bullshit. That's when get numbers. Christian, Christian, I made it take, work. Take, take us into um, you know, your coaches. Before, before, before we go there, um, I'm, I'm a, I'm a just, I'm a, I'm a state it like, like I told Edward. Um, I think Deshaun Watson probably can be uh, a top tier quarterback uh, right now. Um, I don't think that he's shown us enough throughout his career that he is. I think that. Um, he gives us every every game at least five of the best highlights that we've ever seen. And the thing is, those highlights are so great that we that we put them in our mind and we think that man, that's the whole game. But then we don't pay attention to the other thirty dropbacks. We don't pay attention to the other dropbacks where he does skip a ball, where he leaves the pocket too early, where he holds on to the ball, where there's a guy coming up coming open and he doesn't throw it. Um, that happens way too often for him to be a top tier quarterback. Now, even on plays when when hey it was schemed up right, even on plays when the line is blocking right, um, I've only I've only heard two people criticize him at all and even question if he is a top tier guy because uh, I think everyone is scared to question it because there's a bunch of group thing going on in NFL media. Uh, the one person was was the guy who was calling his last game, Greg Jennings. And he pointed out a couple of times, why didn't Deshaun change the protection? Why, hey, Brandon Cooks was coming open. Why didn't he throw it? Why did he leave the pocket there? He kept asking that throughout the broadcast. This is an NFL receiver who was good in the NFL, who knows offense, and he kept asking it throughout the entire broadcast. Neither the other announcers, you know, made comments on it. But he kept asking it because he's like, dang, I'm expecting you to do this because I think you are this guy and you're not. You're not doing what I expect you to do. And then the only other person I've heard in the NFL media really question him uh, was Pete Prisco uh, yesterday. Uh, he was uh, talking about the Jags playing them and he was like, I don't know if Deshaun Watson is the guy. Because also, too, because Pete Prisco thinks that you have to have that generational talent. So he's thinking that Deshaun Watson is not the generational talent. Now, when I criticize Deshaun Watson, I'm not saying that he's not a good quarterback. I think he is a good quarterback. I think he can win a Super Bowl, right, uh, just because of what I think a team can do around a good quarterback. I just do not think that he right now is a top-tier quarterback. I think he can be. I think those those highlight plays that he that he makes all the time, that, that he makes, that, get, that gets us so excited – if he made those more often and he didn't have the F-ups on the other plays, I mean, man, sky's the limit. So, uh, but I, I'm not sure. I am not sure if he's a top tier quarterback. So, because of that, because of that, Kyle McNair has two 
really important things that he needs to do right now, right? The number one thing that he should have done as soon as he decided, hey, Bill O'Brien is gone, he should have called Eric the enemy and said, Eric, give me a number. Give me a number. We got our guy, right? Just give me a number, and you'll be the head coach and 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 follow it, right? The reason why I, I, I say that is because because I don't think Deshaun Watson is that top-tier quarterback. I think he's going to need, um, especially with, with, with what's around him and, and, and uh, the talent or lack thereof around him, he's going to need an offensive mind, right? So five, five guys, uh, offensive-minded guys, that I think should be in the running for, for your head coach for next year, number one, Eric Bieniemy. Enough said, okay? He um, – he shows it every week with, with the things that he does with uh, Patrick Mahomes and, and the different wrinkles that they put inside the offense. That they can come in and and be uh, splash team. So uh, we got that there. Number two, Joshua Daniels. Probably, probably you know, maybe the number three uh, uh, offensive mind in a, you know at least top four offensive mind in the league. I don't know what Patriot way in my Texans organization. But I'm out. Keep him out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, out. I'm out on the Patriots way. Don't bring this shit today. I got you. I understand. I understand it. I understand it. But uh, the, the the man knows how to. He knows how to scheme things over. He knows how to make. Hey, things. what if we get Josh McDaniels and he bring Bill O'Brien back? <laughs> uh I think they got a like. Don't they got like a rule or something? Hey, man, hey, man. They gonna be like Josh. You want this dog? <laughs> Uh, what do you think about Marvin? He's out. Yeah. Your boy's out. Yeah. <laughs> He's done. Number number three, number three is Brian Dayball, the uh, the offensive coordinator uh, for the for the uh, Buffalo Bills. Right now, he has people thinking that Josh Allen is a top tier quarterback. He looks the part right now because everything else is perfect around him. But he is not a top tier quarterback. He's in that. He's he's around the top of that second tier right now. But he is not a top-tier quarterback. Brian Dayball is scheming things wide open for him, so he looks that way, right? For Deshaun Watson, I think. Uh, number four would be uh, Brian Schottenheimer, uh, what he's doing right now with the Seahawks. Yes, Russ is amazing, uh, but he Brian uh, Schottenheimer is scheming up some some things that are, that are amazing right now, and I think you do the same for the Texans. And number five, Joe Brady. The offensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers, who was the OC last year for the LSU Tigers. He's only 31, but man, this is the next week. So you get in on the ground floor and they can grow together. Uh, but I think I think that's what the Texans should do. Uh, as far as as far as head coaching uh, jobs. Y'all y'all have any thoughts on that list? <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm on the Eric B. Enemy campaign, bro. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't fight you with none of that. I'm on the Eric B. Enemy campaign, man. I got you. I got you. Uh, yeah. Here's what I think Deshaun Watson should do, though. Right. So that's what the Texans should do. Here's what Deshaun Watson should do. Uh, Deshaun Watson has a no trade clause in his contract. He just has to be traded. Right, he should actually be traded. Now, this is just, I'm not talking about for the organization, I'm talking about just for him. He should actually be traded. Why? They have no draft capital left. And they have no, um, 
like the, the first or second round pick for, for next what year. They have no draft capital. I said he should ask he should ask to get traded. They have no draft capital. The talent what are you talking about, bro? They have, they have no uh, this is what I think Deshaun Washington is <laughs> so so that he can have <laughs> he can have the best career possible. He needs to get away from the Texans. Uh, All right, I, bro. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna meet you. Real quick. All right, we winding it down, baby. Uh, uh, thank y'all for coming out. <laughs> thank you. It's not great. Uh, you don't have any cash space to bring anybody. All right, y'all. So, bro, Isaac, this nigga smoking crack cocaine. I said, I'm gonna be smoking, but goddamn it, please, I'm stupid. No, 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 hey, bro. No. Okay, okay. I was like, all I heard was, I heard, I was like, Deshaun Watson don't have a no trade clause. And I'm like, I'm like, um, okay. And then he's like, he should actually be traded. And I'm like, he's still talking. He's still on mute. We can't hear that nigga. <laughs> and I was just like, the Texans from. I don't know how you got on mute. <laughs> <laughs> bro, why would he say something like that, bro? No, I knew him. <laughs> oh my! I hope, I hope he leaves like this now. No, he literally said the show wants to get far away from the Texans. He literally said that. Isaac, did you hear him, bro? He said that, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, y'all ass. Y'all heard this hoe, bro? Unmute this man. Yes, <laughs> You said Deshaun Watson should get far away from the Texans, right? Yes. Let me, let me ask you this. If you if you were a quarterback, if you were a quarterback, right? Five. Would you want Four. to be on the Texans team inside the organization right now? With the offensive yeah. line they have, with the running back they have, with the receivers they have, would you say, hey, you can't I can't answer your question as a player. I'm a fan, bro. As a fan. As a fan. As a fan. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. Talk about, talk about, talk about, talk about. If you say yes to that, then why is he not performing? Say that again. Talent around him that he needs. He has a talent around him that he needs. Right. The only thing that was wrong was was the play calling. Well, you still have the same play calling as. Bro, game. that's the answer. That's why he's not performing because of the play calling. So you said get rid of Deshaun Watson because he don't have all the pieces no, around him. No, 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 no. I did not say get rid of him. Again, he said, "What's what's to be in the best interest of Deshaun Watson is him asking for a trade, but since he has a no trade clause in his contract, and he's saying that Deshaun Watson should want out. And what I'm saying is, the reason why I haven't responded yet is because one, that is so belligerently insolent to what I believe and what I know to be true. And I'll say this because if he asks for a trade, what it looks like." And perception is everything, right? It looks like that's the quitter's way out, right? It looks like that's the easy way out for me to. I understand you got to be about you. This is your career. You only get one of these, right? But at the same time, you were brought here because we quite literally had faith that you were the guy that could bring us out of the abyss into the, you know, the the promising light. So 
him asking for a trade doesn't do anything to his image except, okay, yeah, you you know, you definitely had some unfortunate circumstances with coaching and everything that was around you. But now that that is gone, what can you do? Can we really see the real you? Can the real Deshaun Watson please stand up? And that's what I think is about to happen. The real Deshaun Watson is about to stand up. Did Deshaun up. Watson ever go through a development um, process at all? Like, has he – or do y'all feel like he didn't need development? He was just raw. Uh, I mean, shit, he came in as well, a he, rookie. Well, he was he a starter going, as a rookie. He's still going through a development process. I was – I don't, I know, believe I don't everybody think did. you could call it a development because, I mean, four years, I mean, hey, like, you, 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 you at graduation at this point. But – Y'all will not undermine, y'all will not undermine the Achilles tendon of Bill O'Brien. That that's that's fine. That's fine. All I know is Dictator. that if you go back, if you go back Edward, you played previous podcasts, all I know is that when I was when I was dogging Deshaun and saying that he wasn't top tier, Darnell and Isaac both, and I think even you, uh pointed to the talent around him, saying that he didn't have the talent around him. So my point, my point in saying that he needs to ask for a trade is, one, they don't have any draft capital. They can't bring in any young people. It's only for next year, though, Christian. Uh, I'm, I'm finished, Ozzy. understand that. Oh, so so is he, he's going to waste two years then? He's going to waste two years? It's not wasted, man. It's shit. Show me what you got. Okay, the, the situation around you isn't as advantageous as you like. Okay, <laughs> are you that nigga or not? I've been saying he hasn't been because he's And I'm saying he is, so we about to see. <laughs> his, his, the guy who called plays for the first three weeks is still there. He's still going to be calling plays. He's worse than Bill O'Brien. Y'all say Bill O'Brien. Yeah. The guy that's calling plays now is worse than Bill O'Brien. I'm telling you that. He's ten times worse than Bill O'Brien. He is because he was endowed by somebody who was incompetent, which really – and and looking at it, I don't believe you know him to be the OC of the future either. But um, right. but is he a dictator though? It doesn't, is he gonna make what he says goes? That's the big difference. That's what they didn't see eye to eye on. Deshaun would have an opinion, and O'Brien be like, "Fuck that, we're doing it my way." Situation around Deshaun. Situation around Deshaun is not advantageous for him to grow. He's he has two this year the remaining twelve games because they're not gonna make the playoffs, and then next year. Right, we're not gonna be able to bring in talent because they have no cap space and no draft picks. Right? Yeah, we are capped out. Yeah, we are. Golly, I and nothing is ever guaranteed in the AFC South. So, and everything that you're mentioning right now is not Deshaun Watson's fault. It's one not, man's fault. I'm not saying it's his fault. I'm saying if I were him, if I were him, okay, I'm looking. I say, hey, look, Cal McNair was the one that made Bill O'Brien the GM. Okay, when Bill O'Brien was selling the farm. And making all these picks, right? Cal McNair did not step in and say, "Whoa, bro, can't do that." Okay. Now, am I going to? I'm sorry, Christian. Keep on my back. To get the right head coach in here, to get the right GM in here, to fix the ship, so that I don't have my next 32 games, right, or or uh, 28 games, 12 games this year, and 16 games next year, be a waste, or or something that could be advantageous for him and the organization, right? Because the organization has to figure out a way to entice a coach to come in, to entice uh, a G to come in who has no cap space and no and no draft picks, right? Hey, look, either you got your quarterback, right? Or the quarterback says, Hey, look, I don't I don't want to be here. 
Uh, I don't I don't see it right. They can do it under the table. They can do it under the table to where it doesn't get out there. Um, that that uh, that you know people think that he's he's disgruntled and all that. The perfect team to trade him to. Okay. Please do not say the fucking Jaguars, bro. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Bye, bro. Bye. I thought you were about to say the Bears. I thought you were about to say the Bears. I'm done. Let me tell you why. Hey, hey, everybody, everybody. What do you say? Let me tell you why. the Jaguars? Let me, yeah, the Jaguars. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Bro, this nigga is like. <laughs> bro, this nigga smoking angel dust, bro. We talked about we talked about twenty one savage today, bro. He said, "I don't give him smoke; I give him embalming fluid." That's what Christian is smoking tonight, bro. Embalming. The magic question. Yeah, you know the magic question. Wait, fellas. Wait, fellas. Wait, fellas, let me ask you a question. Do you really feel like you got the unleashed true Deshaun Watson under the dictatorship of Bill O'Brien? Oh, O'Brien? that's that the question. whole point, Darnell. We about to see. No, 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 you're fine. You're fine. Christian, do you really feel like you got to see the true <laughs> abilities of all everything he brings to the table with O'Brien dictating him? I know, Darnell, Darnell. Yeah. Let me finish my point first before we get into it, because we're jumping around. Bro, no, no, we not. We're hearing you loud. He said trade him to the Jags. No, 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 You make me feel like you're too smart to know. Hear you clearly. Well, tell you why. You too smart to know that we're not gonna trade Jay. him in the division for for one okay. a division rival at one. So that's one. Two. Can I tell you why? Please. All right, bro. Go. You just created a podcast jail for the first time in history. Go. All right. Go. This is why. One. The Texans would be crazy to trade him within the division, right? Would be crazy. But, but the Jags. Can piss on us for the next 10 years? Listen, listen. The, Jag, the, Jags, have, the Jags have 12 picks next year, okay? They have 12 picks next year, all right? They need a franchise guy, okay? And they have cap space. Now, if, if they can get a haul, right? The Jags have two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and I think two-thirds, they could get something ridiculous for Deshaun Watson from, from, uh, from the Jags. And they can go to a GM and say, hey, look, I got crazy capital from the Jags, right? You got all these picks. Let's, let's write the ship, right? We blew it up. Let's write the ship, right? Um, uh, and, they, and those two picks and those two first-round picks, they can, they can go down and get Trevor Lawrence. Right, within a top ten pick, they can move up and get and get Trevor Lawrence if they, if they need to. Right, and they can I start. I believe Trevor Lawrence is better than Deshaun Watson. I don't see Trevor Ooh. Lawrence riding swingers down. Ooh. I, I, I don't. Forty-five and fifty-nine, man. Hold on, hold on, listen. For, the, for Deshaun Watson, for Deshaun, Watson, <laughs> the the perfect situation. You can't read it and say hell no. Why? <laughs> You can't have him. He's ours. You can't have him. I'm listen. I'm not. I'm not saying that. Sure, sure. I'll be fine with. All right. I'm also fine with Gardner Minshew. But, but the talent, the young talent that the Jaguars have, right, is exceptional. Is exceptional, and they have they have the third most cap space available this year and next year, uh, out of any other team, right. 
If Deshaun Watson went to Jacksonville, the Jags would win the Super Bowl next year. So he's trying to game us to get our player who he said is not top tier so he can go to the Super Bowl. Listen, listen. <laughs> Fuck out of here, bro. Game, I'm not trying to game anything, right? Okay, first of all, <laughs> I, can't, I don't control any of these things, right? But I'm just putting it out there. For him, I, I was looking for any other team. I was looking for any other team. There's the only young team that, that has stars as rookies as and, 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 and second-year starters. Um, and a lot of casters that can bring in veterans that are proven players. This is the only team that's available with a lot of draft capital that, that could trade for him, right? So um, uh, that, that there. Now, to answer Darnell's question, do I think that, that Deshaun uh, uh, reached all that he could be under Bill O'Brien? Uh, no, but I think he showed us enough. He showed us enough um, that um, – for me to for me to say that he is not a top tier guy right now, uh, because because Darnell, Isaac, and um, Edward, we have seen other quarterbacks who are top tier, right? Again, you gotta you gotta think about it. We're not comparing him. We're not comparing him to Derek Carr. We're not comparing him to Jimmy G. We're not comparing him to Jared Goff. We are comparing him to Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, right? Aaron Rodgers, without a great head coach, without great talent around him, has always been exceptional. He has always been in the conversation without a doubt. As soon as he because before Patrick Mahomes got in the league, Aaron Rodgers was the most talented quarterback the NFL has ever seen. Hold up, hold up, up. exactly. Without without great stuff around him, he has always been without a doubt in in that back in the league. Right, as far as right now, top two. But are they letting him be Aaron Rodgers? Lakers won, too, by the way. Lakers show 3-1. Are they letting him be Aaron Rodgers? Have you seen the Packers playing? I ain't gonna lie. I seen them playing last night. I, was, they, I think they, they, scored, the most, they scored the most points. They scored the most points. Yeah, I'm talking about the Packers right now. I'm talking about under Mike McCarthy, who was not a great offensive mind, who was not a great coach, right, without great talent around him. Aaron Rodgers was that guy year after year after year after year. He was without great team, even without great coaching, right? Mike McCarthy offensive mind and Bill O'Brien offensive mind about the same, okay? Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson uh, uh, also did not have great offensive talent around him or great offensive play calling, right? Has always been in the conversation for one of the top three quarterbacks in the league. Since, 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 especially since disrespect Michael McCarthy like that. So we're comparing him to those guys. Those guys in his situation, without a doubt, have been top three. Thing about it is, Mike McCarthy's not a dictator. Mark McCarthy's not about to say it's my way or the highway. Mike McCarthy got the Rod and Rogers coattails. Stop mentioning Mike McCarthy. That's why your Cowboys suck. Right. Exactly. But y'all want to build a bonfire. Mediocre coach, mediocre, coach, mediocre talent, mediocre <laughs> quarterback. Oh, he might be. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. They let Aaron Rodgers can be Aaron Rodgers. The organization know Aaron Rodgers can be Aaron Rodgers. That's the difference. They are picking Aaron Rodgers over anybody in the organization to take over. They're not doing that with Deshaun. Everybody knows that. Deshaun has to follow the, the way, the order. 
He cannot just say, you know what? Let me just take over. They just drafted a fucking QB in the first round who ain't even. Y'all are saying, listen, listen. Y'all are saying that he is top tier, meaning that he's in the class of Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. I just gave you Apple Savage comparison. Mediocre coaching, mediocre players around them. Those guys, without a doubt, top tier. Mediocre coaching, mediocre players around him. Russell Wilson hasn't had mediocre coaching, though, Christian. He's had the best coach on the face of the planet, damn near. Has he not had mediocre play calling until this year? This is the first. No matter what, he's had a great coach to put the overall team in situations to where it's advantageous. He was a game manager first starting out. He wasn't a great quarterback. I understand understand that, but once the Legion of Boom Mm -hmm. left, and it was all on his shoulders for the last what six years. Exactly. The last six years, not the first four. Not the first four. We can tell what the okay. We, you could, you could, you could tell just like you could tell with Deshaun. You're making my point. Just like you could tell Deshaun, you could see glimpses of it, right? But it is it wasn't there all the way the first four years. But once everything, you know, went around or went away from that team and the only thing that was standing left was Russell Wilson, guess what we got to see? We got to see the whole repertoire unleashed. Bro, That's Russell, what we about to see with Deshaun. Hey, Russell, Russell Wilson in his fourth year threw 34 touchdowns, bro. Threw 34 touchdowns. Had 110 QB rating. Only, what, eight picks. Went to the Pro Bowl. Is this Deshaun's fourth year? Yes. Okay. Um, Deshaun, got 12 games left. Let me see what Deshaun's on pace for. Did he, uh, bro, bro. I'm just saying, did he have to overcome his own coach, his own head coach? That's what I'm saying. Because you said, oh, and let's not even start with the defense because we can do all of this on the offensive side and defense to overcome. You said, like, to see how OC was garbage. Offensive play calling, right? Because that's what we're talking about with Bill O'Brien. We're talking about, hey, he doesn't scheme things up for me, makes it hard, right? That's what we're talking about. So, if Bill O'Brien didn't, wasn't calling the right plays, Russell Wilson didn't have somebody calling great plays there either. Aaron Rodgers didn't have somebody calling great plays there either. But they were unquestioned in that, hey, these are top three guys. You're <laughs> still missing it, bro. You're still missing it. You're no, still no, no, missing no. me and I'm trying to tell you, bro. You're adding other things. Well... They, they didn't treat them the same way because they're not the same guy. That's why they're not treating them the same way. He's, he's a rookie. He's a rookie off real. You trying to see? You got to, at the end of the day, he still looks at him as a rookie. Questions of, of, about him coming into the league. There's a reason they didn't know. Mitch, Pat, Deshaun, I don't know. There's and how the fuck is that Mitch shit working out? How is that? How 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 is that going? Yeah, I'm not saying that Mitch is a great quarterback. I'm saying there's reasons why he was questioned coming into the league. Yeah, but not okay. I'm saying yeah. y'all y'all think he's top shelf and he's not. He can be. He can he can he can show it. He I ain't saying he's top five. I never gave you know, him what I'm saying. Top five. Without the right stuff around him, without the right stuff around him, that's the, the, the definition of being that top tier guy is you don't need the right stuff around you. And I he don't think that they're the right stuff around him. And guess what? He hasn't looked. Three words. We will see. I don't think that they disagree that he's not a top tier quarterback. Around him, always looks apart. He's not in that league. All right. So y'all do. They agree. Y'all agree to that, right? No, they don't agree to that. No. So all right. So to tie a bow on this because we over time, so we're gonna have to like wrap up the show. Uh, so to wrap this up, 
but we can like really talk. I I really look forward to this podcast like a year from now when like we get to see my <laughs> wife. We're going to like take all these clips and chop the bugs up and like just like solve it. Grow at your fucking noggin. So, quick takeaways. Christian is saying, just thumbs up or that thumbs down. We can't go back into it for the viewers that's listening because I know we kind of yelling over each other at times, but whatever. Christian doesn't believe currently Deshaun Watson is the guy or top tier guy, but Christian believes he has the potential. The reason Christian doesn't believe Deshaun Watson is a top tier guy is because when you compare him to other top tier guys like Russell, uh, Rogers, uh, Mahomes, um, whether or whether not they have the coaching or the right pieces around them, they have still shown they're capable and able to put the team on a back though and Christian doesn't feel that Deshaun Watson has been able to do that or show that despite our Bill O'Brien woes thumbs up or thumbs down okay thumbs up from Christian thumbs up it might be an assessment to how bad Bill O'Brien was but I I'm gonna bring, bring it all I'm gonna bring it all together now Christian uh that's how Christian feel he gave us a, he gave us a thumbs up for the people who are just listening and not watching now I, myself, E, Edward, Isaac, my brother Isaac, my brother Darnell, uh, true Houstonian fans, um, they feel, well, I'll talk, I'll talk for them too, and then myself last, um, we'll talk about the Cowboys and their woes on the next podcast, don't think we forgot sedations, um, I would do that, Isaac and Darnell believe that Deshaun Watson is the guy, and and though Deshaun Watson has had to overcome, i.e., his own defense and his own horrible coaching, he is still the guy. And they don't they they believe true indeed he is the guy, despite him having to go against his coach and his uh, defense. Thumbs up or thumbs down, fellas. Is that is that not the sentiment? Is that not the full sentiment? That's fair. Okay, Isaac and Darnell gave me a thumbs up on their sentiment. So you guys listening on the pod, you understand Christian's Christian side, Coach Johnson. You understand Isaac and Darnell's side. Um, I am going to say I believe in Deshaun Watson, despite also the defense. I believe in the potential of Deshaun Watson. I don't believe we've seen Deshaun Watson reach his peak. I believe he's far capable of, like, shredding the lead. If he has substantial coaching – hold on, D. I got you. If he has substantial <laughs> coaching oh, – okay, you just agreeing. Okay, if he has substantial coaching and – guys, I don't want this to start up another conversation because we got to get out of here. But – our defense can be beautiful and impeccable, but our, I mean, our offense can be beautiful and impeccable next season, and Deshaun Watson can truly come out and let his nuts hang. But my God, my God, as I get ready to go to sleep tonight, our defense gives me nightmares. Um, So, <laughs> I don't but know you- if Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if Russell Wilson, I don't even know if Patrick Mahomes can overcome the Texans defense if they were put in Deshaun Watson's shoes. There may be an argument for a later day. But that is my sentiment uh, for Deshaun Watson. Um, 
guys, hey man, it's a great conversation. I love y'all. Uh, thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, we coming back next week. Uh, sign out, fellas, and we're gonna get out of here and uh, we're gonna get this podcast up for y'all to listen to before Sunday. All right, the Jazz are in the toilet bowl. <laughs> no, we're gonna X the toilet bowl because of the, the Deshaun Watson coming over to the Jags. So we're just gonna X the toilet bowl for the day. <laughs> and on that note, Black Peace, sign out, Black and Peace. <laughs> sign for. Izzo, man. I man, you got to get you a marker. I don't know. You got to get you like an artificial marker to put on your lens. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs>